It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily podcast presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Fun show lined up today. I'm going to chat for a second, then I'm also going to pick some of the bowl games happening this weekend. And then we'll also hear from uh, from Ryan Burns, Minnesota 247 side, to get a, their preview, You know, aside from the Gophers in regards to the Outback Bowl coming up in a few weeks. But first things first, Auburn basketball, it just looks different when you go from that 9-0 to that 10-0, that double-digit line in the record you you got to love it auburn beating nc state 79 to 73 and i think the story of the game here is how auburn got to the free throw line what was it 36 times let me pull that up to confirm yeah 23 of 36 from the charity stripe that, i mean that's crazy that's crazy not very good efficiency wise i mean shooting 63% 64% 63.9 but the fact that an Auburn basketball team was physical enough to get to the line that many times, and that's that's huge. That's huge. And you know, that oh, I was talking about it with uh, with Brett Smith, my co-host on Auburn Opelika this morning every day. That's who this team is now. You know, he was saying you know, he hadn't watched quite as much. You know, we do a news talk show, so he he watched the full game last night. He's like, you know, this team's kinda this seems kind of chippy. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's who this team is now. I, I I don't think they're that finesse, shoot it from deep, shoot it from half court if you're Jarrett Harper or, or Bryce Brown. I think this team now is, hey, we want to fight and we wanna we wanna make sure both sides get a little bloodied up and we're gonna we're gonna be better than you when there's five minutes left to go in the game in the close game. And you've seen it time and time again this season. Last night they did it against better competition than they have in previous games. There's a lot of this Auburn basketball program. And, I mean, last night was just kind of the icing on the cake. Austin Wiley, was uh, he had a plus-minus of up. And it's crazy to me that in just, you know, a few minutes of play, he was able to uh, just have the kind of game that he did. He was 4-4, four for four, ended up with 10 points on the night. And Bruce Pearl said after the game, like, hey, we probably should have had him on, uh, on the field a little bit more. But that's okay. All right, I'll be right back with some bowl picks for uh, for this weekend. Stay tuned. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. If you haven't already joined, join the Locked on Auburn Capital One Bowl Mania Picks and join our group. Yeah, just go to the group search option and, um, yeah, search Locked on Auburn. So it looks like some bowl action starts this evening. I thought it started tomorrow. It looks like it starts this evening. Yeah, I want to give you guys some picks here for, for me anyway. All right, so with Buffalo Charlotte, that's at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon. So a lot of you that may already be over, which is kind of wild. 
whatever. Yeah, so Buffalo and Charlotte in the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. I selected Buffalo for what that's worth. I've watched neither of these teams. That's just kind of weird. And then tonight at 6.30 on ESPN2, Utah State and Kent State with a Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. And I went with Utah State here. Utah State 7-5 and Kent State 6-6. So I just going with a better record, more talented team. And Utah State and Vegas is favored by 6.5. So you got to... You got to like that. All right, and looking ahead to your Saturday action, Mexico Bowl, Central Michigan, and San Diego State. San Diego State's 9-3, and three, and I think they are going to want to go and get that 10th win of the season. I think it's going to be their motivation, so I have, I have picked them. Liberty takes on Georgia Southern, both teams 7-5. and five. Georgia Southern a four-point favorite in the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I picked Georgia Southern here for what it's worth. That's at 1.30 on Saturday. 2.30 on Saturday on, uh, yeah, on the Sheriff Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. SMU 10-2. FAU is 10-3. Give me SMU. They've been able to move the, uh, the ball on offense pretty well throughout this year. I'll take SMU in this game. See if they can get to an 11-2 record. That's, that's worth talking about. Also on Saturday at 4.30 on ESPN, Arkansas State is a 2.5-point favorite against Florida International and I've got Florida uh, I've got Arkansas State there for what it's worth and then at 6:30 on ABC on Saturday the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl 19th ranked Boise State 12 and 1 on the year taking on Washington who's 7 and 5 Washington's a three and a half point favorite I've picked Washington here this seems like one of the first ones where Washington goes in is like why are people doubting us that you know they've had a much tougher schedule and I think Washington is more talented. App State is 12 and 1, UAB 9 and 4. They are in the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. App State is a 17 point favorites. Then I am picking App State. All right. So uh, on Monday is when they'll kind of continue things going on. But yeah, I- I'll put a link in the in the episodes notes. Where I would love to have as many of you that are willing enter their picks. Yeah, there'll be a link there. And uh, if you don't want to do it that way, you can go to the Capital One Bowl Mania picks on ESPN's website and search for groups and type in Locked On Auburn. All right, in just a second, we will hear from Ryan Burns of Minnesota 247, and we'll uh, we'll chat with him. Painter Sharples joins me for that interview. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're now joined by Ryan Burns with 247 Sports. Uh, he is He covers the, the Minnesota Gophers. Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, of course. Yeah. So, what's what's the feeling up there? Kind of gearing up for the uh, for the Outback Bowl. Well, folks are excited to get out of what has been a very cold last week. I think it was a high of two degrees the other day. Oh my gosh! I'm not sure what that's like down in Alabama if it gets that cold. But everything would everything would shut down, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Auburn would not exist anymore. Yeah, so, so today it's going to be balmy up here. It's going to be like 28, which ooh. you can feel the humidity in that 28 degrees, and I mean that in every sense of the word. 
but I can assure you folks uh, up here are excited to get out of Minnesota, get down to Tampa, see what the sunshine is about, and they're excited to take on an SEC team that I think they're becoming more knowledgeable about in terms of how tough Auburn's schedule was, how good their defensive line is. So I think it's going to be a very, very big test for this Minnesota team. Is it true that there are wind tunnels or tunnels of some sort for students to walk to class at Minnesota? <laughs> How does that work? Am I being lied to? Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I mean, I did graduate from the University of Minnesota. There are tunnels underneath the streets <laughs> oh um, that do connect some of the buildings from one another. So if you don't want to go outside when it's, say, 15 degrees with a wind chill in the negative, if you are going to potentially take a few extra minutes to find your way into those tunnels with the rest of everyone and to get to class. Are you ever like in a situation where you were kind of running late and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold outside, but uh, I need to get to class on time. And so you just like went out there in like zero degree weather. <laughs> uh, I did. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> I enjoy the cold, which is why I live up here. That makes sense. Uh, I could not, I couldn't do hot year round. I mean, for me, the perfect weather is this kind of weather where it's like 30 degrees. I can do sweatshirt and shorts. Yeah. No, I thought, oh, oh. You probably think I'm crazy with and going shorts? outside in shorts in 30 Golly. degrees, but I'm telling you, man, I, I run hot. Like right now we got the heat on and I, I got it set at about 62 and my better half knows that if she, when she comes home from work and if she's a little cold, we ain't going to touch that thermostat. We're just going to put on a sweatshirt and some sweatpants and put that heated blanket on. Oh, yeah. But I enjoy the cold. I'm with you. That chilly uh, 30 or so degrees is a nice touch. So on a on a less weather-related note, what is the sentiment of the Minnesota fan base? Have you gotten much of a gauge on the players and team? P.J. Fleck is, is a guy to me that really seems to exuberate confidence. But on the other hand, Vegas has Auburn as a favorite here, and, and I'm in the camp that thinks Auburn should win this game with relative ease. Is that is that a little bit uh, Is that a little bit too much for me? I think it depends on if you think that Minnesota's offense can't really get the ball going. And they've been able to do that essentially the entire season, I believe. In 11 of their 12 games, they scored 28 or more points. I know at, at one point, uh, well, they're the second <clears> – <throat> how do I want to phrase this? In Big Ten play, they were the second leading scoring offense behind Ohio State. They were able to move the ball all season long. Now, the only thing that gives me hesitation is that Auburn defensive line, which – you guys are well aware of, and I've become more well aware of since yeah. I saw that Auburn was the opponent. Is they're really, really good, and Minnesota could be without their starting right tackle in an Australian monstrosity named Daniel Faalele, who is six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pounds, and he is every sense of each one of those words. Yeah. So if they're going to be without their starting right tackle, and they're going to be going against guys like Derek Brown. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit concerned that Minnesota's offense is going to have some issues moving the ball. But I think skill position-wise, Minnesota's receivers versus Auburn's DBs are going to be probably the matchup of the game for me outside of that O-line, D-line matchup as Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman were the number one and the number two leading receivers in the Big Ten. Tyler Johnson is going to be an NFL draft pick, <clears throat> and Rashad Bateman I think is going to be a top 60 pick in next year's NFL draft. And to see them go against some SEC corners, and see how they compare is something I know I'm really looking forward to. 
Yeah, a, a big storyline you mentioned, Derek Brown, and that Auburn defensive line. The other guy, is, as I'm sure you know by now, is Marlon Davidson. And both of those guys saying that they're going to play. There's a lot of speculation around Auburn as if they were going to suit up one more time together and with that defense. And they came out and said that they were. Uh, did I see it right that uh, one of one of Minnesota's linebackers is, is not going to play in the game because he's declaring for the draft? Correct. Uh, he's a, a linebacker who I think is maybe Minnesota's most impactful player in their front seven. So that's going to be a big deal for Minnesota. Kamal Martin's not going to play. Full disclosure, yes, he, he put on the social media that he's going to be skipping it to prepare. Well, he's not 100% healthy. He got mm. banged up in Minnesota's last game against Wisconsin, which would have been for a shot at the Big Ten title game, and he's not going to be 100% healthy by the bowl game. So instead of putting some bad film on tape, leaving a sour taste in the mouth, of NFL evaluators, he's just not going to play in the game and he's going to get ready. But that's that's a really big deal because the drop-off from Kamal Martin to another go for linebacker is going to be significant. Right. That's where maybe Bo Nix in that offense could potentially move the ball a little bit better against this go for defense without one of their best players. So you, you mentioned a few talented players throughout Minnesota's roster. I mean, what, what is it that P.J. Fleck is doing up there? Because, I mean, he, he's found success at Minnesota a year or two quicker than I expected him to personally. are the, I mean, these aren't his guys that he brought in, right? Is he just coaching these guys up? Well, offensively, they're essentially all his guys. You, you okay. with the quarterback, Tanner Morgan, who, for my money, was the best passing quarterback in the Big Ten this year. Now, you say wow. what you will about Justin Fields and he, what he's able to do with his legs. I think that Tanner was more consistent. I think that if you look at the statistics, Tanner had a better season than what he did through the year than Justin. Now, Justin is going to be likely a first-round draft pick. Tanner Morgan, not probably going to be that because he's not the biggest guy in the world. doesn't have the best arm. But what Minnesota's offense does so well and why they were able to win 10 games this year is they're so efficient. Minnesota has, a really good, has done a really good job of making sure when they get into the red zone, they get touchdowns and not field goals. They all, they've also been one of the most explosive passing games in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's averaging, I believe, over 15 yards per completion, and that's throughout the entire season. You look at a Big Ten play, I believe it was over 16 yards per completion, whether it was, whether it was Tyler Johnson, whether it was Rashad Bateman. And if there's one thing that P.J. Fleck and his staff were really good at, it's developing wide receivers. You saw it when P.J. was at Western Michigan with Corey Davis, who ended up being, I think, the number five overall pick in the draft. Yeah. And now you're seeing it with Tyler Johnson, who, <clears throat> when P.J. Fleck took over, Tyler Johnson was fifth string on the depth chart, wasn't getting a lot of run. Now, yes, he was essentially a freshman at the time, but his trajectory wasn't on the up. Now he holds many golden gopher receiving records, and if he scores a touchdown against Auburn here in the bowl game, he becomes the all-time leading receiver in not only receiving yards, but receiving touchdowns. Plus, you have what Rashad Bateman did, And that's been the big thing for this offense is because the passing game has been so good, teams haven't been able to load up the box. And because teams haven't been able to load up the box, Minnesota's running game has really been able to get going too. So if Minnesota's going to have issues moving the ball, I think your prediction is probably going to be right where Auburn wins this game pretty easily. But if Minnesota's offense shows up and they can probably match what Auburn is going to be able to do offensively against a Minnesota defense that's not going to be at full strength, I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining game on New Year's Day. Ryan, when you look at Minnesota's offense, I mean, you, you talk about the, the talented receivers that they have as well as their ability to move the ball through the air in, in Big Ten play. 
how much of the passing game is reliant on setting up a running game? Because that's something Auburn's defensive front seven has been really good at as far as helping their defensive backs is, hey, we're going to take away the threat of the run. How do you think that's going to factor into the Outback Bowl? Well, that's going to be a great question because Minnesota's had a lot of success running the ball. Yeah. But I will say with this, if they're going to be without one of their linemen, Minnesota loves to go to a six offensive line package okay. where they have one of their tackles be a, a de facto tight end, and then they're able to have another tight end in there and do some different things there. So if they're not going to have Daniel, which we have no idea. Uh, we've asked P.J. Fleck, and his answers have been very, very coy in saying to us multiple times, we'll see with him and a bunch of other players, to be honest, We'll see. There's a lot of time between now and the bowl game. Now, there's going to be open practices in that week leading up to the bowl game, so we'll be able to get a better idea then. But if Minnesota doesn't have the opportunity to go to that sixth offensive line package, we saw in the last month that the the running game struggled a bit. But I think the larger question for me is going to be, can Auburn stop what Minnesota is going to try to do with their RPO game that was so successful week after week after week where – you know that Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman are going to win on slants. But the question is going to be, if Auburn does take away those slants, can Minnesota go to the slant and go? Does Minnesota have enough in the front or with their front to be able to run the ball just enough to be able to set up their passing game? So I think that's going to be a great matchup to watch just like you do. Ryan Burns, thank you so much for your time this morning, spending a few minutes with us. How can uh, all the Auburn folks listening uh, find out some uh, some some coverage uh, on, on the Gophers. They can head uh, to Minnesota's 24-7 site. I know that we've been uh, talking with their Auburn guys at 24-7 as well. Seem like entirely great guys to interact with. But For if sure. you want to learn more about the Gophers, uh, you can head to gopherillustrated.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, boss. And I just wanted to get one more question in there. Uh, sure. It's a little bit different. It seems like what P.J. Fleck does uh, is he a little bit more open? Gus Malzahn is, is notoriously one of the most guarded coaches in all of college football. I'm curious to know what your interactions with Fleck are like. <laughs> I'll say this about P.J. Fleck, and many people don't believe me, but I've in the three years he's been here, I've had hundreds of interactions with the guy. Mm-hmm. And he has been the same guy with the camera on, the camera off, whether it's midseason, whether I'm there at a June camp, he is just a walking Red Bull. And when I say a walking Red Bull, I really mean five walking Red Bulls. He has that amount of energy every single time I've ever interacted with him. And I'll be the first one to say, it, it's certainly unique for people who aren't used to it. I can see why they think it's disingenuous. Yeah. But I can tell you that's just the way PJ is. And I understand why it's off-putting to some folks to have that amount of energy all the, the damn time. But that's the way he is. And so, I mean, I think it depends on where he's at in the day in terms of how he is with the media. Sometimes he can be guarded. Sometimes he can give you can ask a question, and eight minutes later that answer's there. So I think it depends on the day. But PJ is what you think he is in terms of what you see in the media with how he answers questions and how he's like all the time. That's the way he is. If you were going to uh, you know going to a pub to have a beer with him. It's just the way that P.J. Fleck operates. That's what makes him so unique, and that's what makes him one of the most unique football coaches in all of college. I lied. I have one more question for you, and that is I'm not asking you to make a bold prediction and say he's going to bring a national title to Minnesota, but do you think that there is a sense that he is in for the long haul and that what his 
as you describe unique ability to motivate, inspire, stay energized, do you think that that is going to result in a long-term relationship that really benefits the Minnesota program? I think both sides at this point hope so. And what I mean by both sides is Minnesota side and P.J. Flex. Now, Flex signed an extension right before the Penn State game last year. And I can assure you if it was about the money, he wouldn't have, uh, he would have waited one more week, potentially signed that where Minnesota beat a top five team at home. And he probably could have got a few extra hundreds of thousands of dollars added to his contract. But for him, it was about he was being negatively recruited. And he really didn't like how that was being used against him. And he was the one that really went to the Minnesota Athletic Department and was like, hey, I want to get this thing done. I need a new, we need to get this contract done so I can show these recruits that I'm here for the long haul. Now, the bigger thing with that contract is it set Minnesota up in terms of if PJ does leave, that buyout goes from $5 million to $10 million, And it's $10 million all the way until 2021. Why that's a big deal is if Fleck does decide to go where or he's wooed somewhere else, Minnesota's got $10 million that someone's got to pay to potentially put them in a better spot and their athletic director to try and replicate what P.J. Fleck's doing. But from what I've been told from people I've talked to on both sides this month, I know both sides are very happy with this relationship with Minnesota. And Minnesota was within one game of getting it to Indianapolis for the first time ever. And I look at what they just did in the recruiting class with early signing day, and they were on the same tier as the teams that they need to be, finally for the first time in the Wisconsins and the Iowas. They're never going to recruit at a level like Ohio State and Michigan and right. Penn State. It's just not the way it's going to be, or even probably what Auburn and Alabama do on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. It's just not the way it's going to be. But if you can compete in the Big Ten West each year with the people that are winning in the Big Ten West every single year in the recruiting rankings, then it comes down to development and how you deploy them on the field. And that's where we're going to get to find out. Now that Minnesota's done the toughest part in terms of talent acquisition, you're finally on the same recruiting tier as the teams that you want to beat on a yearly basis, we're going to find out. So I, I do think P.J. for now, I'll say, is here for the long haul. He's happy here. Him and his wife are very happy here. Uh, Minnesota's happy with what he's doing. And I know that P.J. wants to make this Gopher team a national brand. And I think 2019 was certainly a step in the right direction for that. Ryan, thank you so much for your time this morning, man. We'll uh, Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see you down in Tampa. Sounds good. Thanks, fellas. Good stuff. Hey, we'll still have daily shows all next week. I've already, just to be honest with you, I've, I've pre-recorded Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday shows. And Thursday, I will, I'll, um, we'll put something together for that. So email address, keep shooting those emails my way. Thursday show that I'm going to be doing from Ohio a little bit easier. Locked on Auburn at gmail.com. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.